Hey there, welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Ante. My guests and I strive to speak from a place of authenticity when talking about topics related to faith, purpose, relationships, and lifestyle. We're so glad you're listening. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to episode 11. Today is going to be um, a very deep conversation with one of my best friends, Holly, and we are going to be talking all about childhood trauma, finding faith, and all of that kind of stuff, everything in between. Holly plays a huge part in not just my business story, but my faith story. Back at the end of 2017, I went through three major life changes. I moved out of my parents' house, I started going to a new, new church after I had left the one I was in for 23 years, and I revamped my business. From the faith side of things, I had so many questions and I was wrestling with a lot. Now, this tends to happen when you leave somewhere that you are so woven into for a number of years. In 2018, I had transitioned nicely into a community group through my new church and I was healing from my past faith wounds. But I found that no one really understood my situation the situation being how impactful being in a church for 23 years was than leaving that, quote, family. I met Holly in 2019 through a mutual client, and we instantly hit it off. In fact, we actually talked about faith the first time we met up for coffee. All I remember is that we talked about our past with faith, and I felt completely comfortable sharing about my current struggles and questions at the time. She was the first person that I felt comfortable sharing all of that with. Since then, we've shared a strong bond in and out of business and have always been open with each other about our faith journey. Everyone has a story, and today I wanted to give Holly a platform to share her story as well. Hi, everyone. So today, obviously, as my uh, intro said already, I have my best friend Holly on here. And I'm so excited to dive into her story and all the juiciness and talk about finding faith um, and just, like, faith history and stuff like that. And um, anyways, I'm literally, that's all I'm going to say because I'm just going to give her the um, the platform <laughs> to speak. So, Holly, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're on here. We've literally been talking about this podcast for months now, and I feel like it, like, this podcast is a huge deal to both of us, um, and people kind of got a little bit of a taste of why it's important because of my introduction. Um, but I want to just give you all the time to tell your story. But before we get into the juicy stuff, uh, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Like any random facts, who you are, whatever you want to say. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a business owner. I'm a dog mom of two really cute dogs. Um, I'm in a relationship with an amazing guy. I enjoy sunset drives, exploring new places. I really like strolling through Target with coffee in hand. And yeah, I just, I am a person who like loves new things, new people. And honestly, I'm still trying to figure out who I am outside of my business a little bit. So this is case throwing me like in, like out of my comfort zone and it feels so good. So uh, yeah, so that's me. <laughs> I love it. And 
Well, okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm really excited. This is like one of the first things we ever talked about. Um, and do you remember much from that day that we first met up for coffee? Yes and no. Um, I so I remember that we had jumped on the subject of like our faith very quickly. And honestly, my immediate thought was, oh man, I mean, like, I really thought you were so cool. And then I was like, oh no, you're not going to be my friend. Because, <laughs> like, we have different views, right? And that's, I mean, which is obviously okay. And like, our friendship's thriving. But at the time, I was so worried about judgment, not necessarily from you, just from other people, that I remember thinking, like, oh man, this girl's really awesome and I really want to be her friend, but she's probably not going to want to be my friend, which Aww. I was obviously super wrong about that, <laughs> but I just remember you being so open and, like, accepting, and I feel like we got super vulnerable very quickly with each other, and it was such a great way to start our friendship off. Yeah, I was, like, I was really surprised because... I mean, you know, you know my background and a little bit of how I grew up. And honestly, like, I had never been, like, like best friends with someone that, like, wasn't a Christian. And that sounds kind of terrible. Um, but, like, all of my friends in high school were, you know, somewhat Christian and... It, it that sounds absolutely terrible to say out loud but so like I was this was like a life-changing uh thing for me and I I just remember like all the only the really the impactful thing that I remember from that conversation was that we did jump into faith really quickly but I just felt so comfortable telling you about like my past and what I was struggling with and I walked away. <laughs> and I walked away thinking, "Holy crap! Like I've never done that. I've never admitted half of that stuff to anyone, and it felt really good." And I, I felt the same. I was like, "I really want to be friends with her." And look <laughs> at us now. We've been best friends since 2019. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, we got close very fast. Like. I mean, I even remember, like, uh, which I'll get into this a little bit later on the podcast, but I actually, I was getting married at the time. I'm, I'm divorced now, which is, it's all good. And uh, I was like, I know we've only hung out, like, one time, but do you want to come come to my wedding? And I'm like, man, this girl's going to think that I'm freaking crazy. Uh, but you didn't think that I was crazy. And, yeah, we just got very close very fast. And we've been inseparable ever since. Yes. And I even asked you to be a bridesmaid for my original wedding. <gasps> That Do you remember true, that? The same year that we met. Wow. Like, yeah. I remember when you got married and, like, it felt like we had been friends forever. I know. Honestly. Crazy stuff. Okay. So, that's a little bit about how we met. Um, all right, Holly, let's get into the, the juiciness. Um, I have questions, um, but I want to give you um, the space to just tell your story and tell your background with your faith and church, your childhood all of that stuff so yeah go ahead yeah, that sounds great um I do I have a lot of notes so like feel free to like stop me anytime and you know we could elaborate on stuff or whatever whatever works perfect um so yeah so I uh this is this is a first for me right like I really haven't talked too much about my faith background uh obviously in fear of judgment and we'll talk a little bit more about that later um but I actually grew up Methodist 
and I've always had a complicated relationship with faith for as long as I can remember and maybe my earliest memory of that is around like five years old like sitting in a church pew surrounded by people who believed in something so wholeheartedly and I always wished that I could believe in the way that they did and I just didn't understand it at the time and you know like I went to Sunday school I did vacation Bible school like I was very active in like the church community like my mom taught Sunday school and all that stuff but um I don't know like even though I was very immersed in the church community at a very young age I still I felt like I didn't belong and that was a really big struggle for me and even on the same topic of really feeling like an outcast um I actually went to a Catholic school from kindergarten to half a second grade I um was pulled out because I was actually bullied a lot in in elementary school and I ended up going back to public school. So um, yeah, so I went to Catholic school and this was really tough as well because not only did I already feel like an outcast in my own church, I was not Catholic and I felt like an outcast because of that in my school. And like religion obviously is a very heavy subject when you go to a Catholic school. Right. And like I couldn't, I couldn't make communion. I didn't go to mass on Sunday with all the other kids in my class. Um, because I was going to my own church and then the like the Catholic religion is a bit different from Methodist religion and it was confusing and overwhelming for me as a kid who already struggled with my faith and like I was involved with other church activities during the week and weekdays and stuff and that was overwhelming and I really just I didn't really understand why I was doing it other than to like have good morals and like be a good person which I obviously understood that concept and like I can confidently say like I think I'm a pretty good person and I'm I'm not saying like I don't think I'm not sure if I wouldn't have been in church like would I be different I'm not really sure I'm sure that those things definitely played a part in my upbringing and who I am now Um, but it was just it was a very overwhelming and confusing time and I didn't really understand it then and even just putting together notes for this podcast like I really hadn't thought about it much until we did this so thank you so much for letting me like articulate my thoughts and and just kind of like talk about this because I feel like it's like a layer of something I really wanted to start peeling back and exploring a little bit more yeah girl of course um so yeah so once my parents left the church we did not go to another so um I would even argue that my parents were like angry with God and maybe that was the reason why yet I was still kind of forced to adapt their beliefs um when they weren't exactly holding up their end of the bargain so I distanced myself from it because of that and the one aspect that can be very toxic if not careful is the community obviously but that is actually the one aspect that I miss from it um and that like that's actually something that has made me consider getting back into the church community in the past um is that community aspect of it but things just got really toxic and that was one of the huge reasons why we left the church and it just it wasn't a good environment anymore and we just decided to leave so we didn't like I said we didn't find another church or anything like that um and then diving a bit more into kind of like my background with things is like both of my families were really strong in faith my dad's family definitely being like the heaviest into it um shit I totally effed up this note I'm sorry I'm gonna pause you can edit that out you're fine so yeah there was a lot of um drama that was going on in my church I saw a lot of toxicity to people that I cared about um people who did really good things in the church and I didn't understand it I'm like 
why are these people who consider themselves Christians doing these horrible things, you know? And that, again, with all the confusion that I had already as a kid, it just didn't make sense to me. And I don't know, I don't really, like, remember comprehending anything from, like, sermons or Sunday school. I feel like I felt like I was there because I had to be, but I wish that I was encouraged to form my own relationship with a higher power versus everyone else's definition of it. And I think that I would feel and think differently about things now if that were a reality in my upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember like as a teenager, I started voicing my differences and I had so much anxiety about it because like, I thought that I was going to be punished. Like I even thought like, Oh my God, I'm going to die now because like, I believed it and I'm not really sure what I even believe in it. I didn't fully believe in anything and it haunted me for so long and caused me so much insane anxiety. Um, and then I just kind of accepted it over time. And I realized that like my inability to believe in a higher power is also chalked up to lack of control. This is hard to admit, like I won't dive too deep into it, but like most of my life I felt a lack of control because things were pretty chaotic growing up. So like adding something else into the mix that can like dictate the fate of my life and my path like that was a no-go for me I was like oh no like I don't I already feel like things are out of control so but I understand now that I'm older that like it's not that black and white and I'm working on adjusting my all or nothing mindset and I know that eventually I'll find a middle ground so Mm -hmm. that's a little bit about my history um so yeah yeah I mean yeah thank I mean thank you first of all for sharing all that because I know that that's that's a lot, you know, and it, <laughs> you're, you're almost like basically the same age as me. And that happened over many, many years. And to sum it up in that short of a time, like there's, you know, <laughs> that, I mean, impressive, but like, that's a lot, you know, there's a lot in there. And I will comment on a few things like you and I share the commonality of, um, and I think we did talk about this when we first met was, um, just like the church hurt that we had. Like we have both experienced, um, in our own ways, people in the church just being really toxic. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, family and mine wasn't family, but it was more so other people, um, in the church, like leadership or even, even, um, the congregation at times, Um, and I just think it's really, it's really sad because, you know, in the Christian faith, like the Bible, you know, says that like, we're supposed to be a a good representation of God, like, and God is good, but then there are so many, um, people who claim that they're Christian, but that are just toxic. They they haven't healed from their own past, their own traumas, and so they kind of take it out on other people. Or they just twist, um, you know, they twist the Bible and twist um, who God is, and they kind of just do these things in the name of God. And so I really do understand why a lot of people leave their faith or struggle with their faith. And like, I, I mean, I'm in the, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect either. Like, I mean, I still struggle oh, with, here. I still struggle with certain aspects of my faith because, because of people, you know? And, um, so anyways, that, that's definitely a commonality, um, that we have is just like the, the church hurt. Um, but yeah, I, 
I, I will say too, like, like you said, you know, you missed like the community aspect of it. Um, I was literally just processing this with Frank the other day, um, that like, I was in my church for 23 years before I left and right. And I, I did not leave because of, um, the congregation. I didn't leave because of, I don't know. There were just like different rumors around why I left, but ultimately like why I left was, it was just like in my, in my experience, there was very toxic leadership, but looking back, like I, I was sitting with some memories yesterday and I have some really, really good memories of the community aspect. So leadership aside, um, toxic experiences aside, like I really, really did, did love the community aspect of it. And I think it's just, it's hard because like, we're kind of in a similar boat as you, like, um, we're not in a faith community right now. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, you know, I, I tell people that I'm not, um, like it's, it's just not our season to be at a church right now. But I think what I'm, I'm just really scared that, um, I'm, I'm scared that it's going to be another toxic, toxic situation. Like I've been in two churches so far and the second one was definitely, it played a huge part in my healing, but there was also some not so great things about that church. And I think I'm just scared that if I go to another church, like my people that I can, that, that will become like family to me, I'll just have to leave again because of the toxicity of leadership. So I, I think I, when it comes down to it, I'm afraid that community is just going to be ripped from me again. And that's just too much heartbreak to go through again. So yeah, I don't know Absolutely. if you feel the same way. I can totally relate to that too. It's just like, why want to, why would you want to open up to people again when right. like it's been proven time and time again that it just doesn't work out. But I do, yeah. I really do hope that, you know, if that is something you guys want to pursue that you do find your community and your people. But I mean, I would even argue like the, the group of friends that we have, I guess, excluding me, because I don't really believe the same things that you guys do, but, like, I feel like our group of friends has very similar faith, and yeah. I hope that that, mm-hmm. at least, has been healing for you guys, too. It really Even has. It wasn't in, like, a church yeah. setting, you know? Well, and, and that's that's what's so crazy, is I tell people all the time, like, because a lot, it's, it's, it's really shocking, the amount of people that don't understand that Frank and I do have community, and it is with our friends, you included, because, you know, even though we don't share quite the same, you know, beliefs or whatever, you're still part of our very, very close community. And I tell people a lot that, like, you know, ch- my, my definition of church and the Bible's defini- definition of church is not necessarily within four walls. We have built very strong community outside of the four walls, outside of an institution. Um, and so that I'm very thankful for. Um but anyways, sidetrack. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. I mean, I agree with that, though. Like like I said, like, if I would have been encouraged, I'm not saying this is necessarily anyone's fault. Like, not my parents, not the church, whatever. Like, it is what it is. Like, people did what they thought was best because of, you know, what they had been taught and stuff like that. So definitely not placing the blame on anyone. But if I would have been encouraged to 
figure out what my relationship was with faith outside of the four walls of a church I think that maybe I would think differently now and like I'm glad that I have that realization now like I have the freedom to practice faith in whatever way I want to and I don't have to go to a church to do that and it's funny because I remember sitting in my high school class uh, it was a history class actually I loved the teacher um and he had said something that stuck with me my like for since then on and he said um that you know, religion or like your faith or whatever should be between you and like what you believe, like whether it's you and God or you and whatever, and you in the universe, whatever you want to believe, like it should be between you and that and that's it. And like, obviously there's like the added factor of like the community and like serving the church into that and whatever, but it really stuck with me. And that's what really started to open my eyes of like, oh, like I don't have to just like, I don't have to define myself as religious or not religious just because I don't go to a church. Like I can figure out what faith means to me outside of that. And that was really empowering for me. I love that so much. I think that's a huge like thing that everyone has to figure out within their lifetime is, you know, what is your personal faith? And I, I tell people all the time, like, I'm not religious. Like, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm not religious. I don't, you know, I think religion religion comes within like certain like practices or rituals or whatever. And you know, in the Bible there are some healthy practices to do as a Christian, but they're not meant to be a ritual, if that makes sense. So I 100% agree right. with you. Like I I think it's about the um your personal personal relationship with God and figuring that out whatever that is. Um and okay, so this leads into my first question. So, um you know, faith is, faith is a very personal thing for both of us. Um, you know, and, and while I'm pretty, I'm pretty bold about my faith in certain circumstances and on social media, my faith is also extremely personal to me. And very rarely do I tell, uh, like anyone about all of my experiences and all of my struggles. And, you know, it's easy to talk about the good things, but like, and, and I think a lot of people look at me, and maybe think like, oh, well, just aren't you a perfect Christian? I know, I know that like certain family members in my past have kind of put that label on me, but just because I have a relationship with God doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean my relationship with is perfect with God. And like, I still struggle. So my first question is, um, actually it's a two part question. Have you ever talked to anyone about like your history with church before and your faith and the second part is what does it take for you to open up to someone about your faith? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So I would say not, not really. Um, I haven't really talked to many people about my history with the church or religion before. It's, it's really something that has been trapped deep down in my mind. And like, even just writing notes for this podcast of like talking points and stuff, like really brought that stuff to the surface. And like, I feel like I'm in a place in my life now where I'm like ready to talk about these things. And I like, first of all, going on a public platform (laughs) and talking about this is a really big deal for me because for the longest time I felt like I had to hide that, which I'll get into in a second. But uh, I would say you're the first person I ever really dove deep into it with. Um, I did tell a therapist once, not my current therapist, but uh, anytime I had shared like my questions, thoughts about it, uh, I was looked at differently and like I was an angsty teenager or something. And I really just wanted to understand things better as I've gotten older. But unfortunately, some people are very quick to judge instead of listen. And 
you really changed the game for me in terms of that. And you were the first person to really listen to me without judging me. And that has been so healing for me. Mm. Um, so I feel like I really avoided the subject, like for the longest time, thinking that people like it would change people's perception of me. Um, and I don't really have that fear anymore and I didn't need anyone's approval but at the same time like give people a reason to hate you and they will right Um, (laughs) but I feel very comfortable sharing this with the world now which is why I'm on your podcast talking Mm -hmm. about it and listen I'm just a human being trying to figure out my purpose and the place in the or my place in the world just like everyone else and I would hope that anyone listening to this would encourage me to explore and give myself the room to grow and evolve in faith. And I also encourage other people to do that if they are struggling. Um, And then in addition to that, I think it's a really big layer of trauma that I have yet to explore. And I think maybe once I do, I will find more clarity in my faith journey. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. I, I know we were like um, talking about this over text, uh, but I, I think I mentioned, and this is like, you know, part of my story is that there was a certain pressure in growing up in the church that I did to uh, be heavy with evangelism. So meaning like sharing our faith. Now, I will say that it is biblical, like telling our story, um, but um, there was there was a there was a lot of pressure put on on that and put on, um, being a perfect Christian. And I love what you said, like, everyone should have permission to figure it out. Everyone should have, um, the grace to figure it out with not, and not feel pressured. And I, unfortunately, because I was groomed in a certain way, I have experiences where I've pressured my faith on other people before. And I regret that. And, you know, that's something that, I mean, it's just part of my story now, and now I know better, but I think that's why um, I'm just, I'm an advocate for people um, just, like, getting to know someone personally and allowing them the space to tell their story, like you told me your story when we first met, and I mean, I think that's the way to go about it. Like, no one should feel forced to do anything. Like, you should not feel forced to have a relationship with Jesus, even though I think it's, you know, one of the greatest decisions that I've ever made. Like, I'm, I don't ever want to force that on you or on anyone else. Um, because yeah. I, I think that just, like, pushes people away, ultimately. Like, if they have to make a decision right then and there, like, I just don't feel like in 99% of the circumstances that that's the best way to go about things. You know what I mean? I agree. And because you, like you and even like Frank too, and like the rest of our friend group have allowed me the space and the time to like talk through what I actually feel like that has opened me up to it even more than like, if you were to like push it on me, you know what I mean? That would definitely push me away and it has pushed me away from other people. Now I don't fault those people because you know, it, it happens and maybe they don't realize that like what they're doing is pushing people away and and maybe that's like how they were brought up and stuff you know and Mm -hmm. it is what it is like everyone's on their own journey but I'm just grateful that um that you have not pushed anything and our friend group has not pushed anything and you know you guys are just allowing me the space to grow and and figure it out so I appreciate that so much okay so I know that you are open to listening to people share about their faith with you but you also appreciate when people give you time and space to just figure things out on your own. And we literally just talked about that. So aside from your parents, have you had any 
other bad experiences with people trying to shove their beliefs on you? Oh, definitely. I've had experiences where I've had to hide what I actually believe, which fun fact, I'm not really sure what that is still, um, which was really mentally exhausting. Um, and it kind of plays into just my healing journey as a whole. Like I've really just taken this huge journey into like putting myself first and setting boundaries. And like one of the boundaries that I set with people, if I'm not comfortable is not talking about that. Right. Um, for example, mm-hmm. when I was married, um, obviously, like I said, I'm divorced from this person now, but there was a huge demand that I needed to get married by a priest. And that's not something that I felt comfortable, um, doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of pushback about that at the time. And, and so in that instance, yes, because I felt forced to like do and believe something that I'm not even sure that I know how I feel about. And I had to hide what I truly felt because if I would have voiced anything, then I would have been rejected and, and shamed, you know? Um, I would have been looked at a lot differently, and, and I really didn't want that to happen, especially not someone at the time that I was going to become a part of their family, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, like, I don't think defining myself as not being a Christian means that I'm a bad person. I think that I'm a really good person with good morals, and my faith journey just doesn't define that or who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there any, like... Um... Other than, you know, our friendship and our conversations, did, have you ever had any, like, other good experiences with someone, like, talking about their faith to you? I think that it is starting to become more common to have better conversations with people as I get older. So I, I do have a few friends that I've talked to about it, and they're, like, they're friends that kind of feel the way that I do, you know, like, they, they do believe in God, they do have a faith, they have faith, but they don't necessarily like practice it in the four walls of a church. Right. So, you know, we've had like comfortable conversations about things, which again has also really helped me kind of expand my mind around things and and kind of just like heal through the things that I've been through. And I'm really grateful that like, especially because I'm starting to become more comfortable talking about it. Um, and that took time, you know, I, I, like I said, I I don't really care what anyone thinks at this point. I like my journey is mine and and that's not up for debate at all. And like I said, at the end of the day, like I'm still a good person. So I am grateful. And I also think that, you know, kind of where we are in in the state of the world right now, it it is becoming um, more acceptable to talk about how we really feel, right? Whether it's mental health, whether it's religion um, and all of those things. So I think that that has definitely contributed to that. Now, would I go on my social media platforms and scream what I feel at the top of my lungs? Probably not. (laughs) Um, But this podcast is definitely a first step for me to at least try to explain what I even think or how I feel and and how my upbringing has influenced that. I love that so much. And I think that, like, kind of like you said about, um, you know, the state of this world and everything, I feel like not just the pandemic, but, like, a lot of things that have been happening, like, have made people like yeah more open to even discovering like what they actually believe or opening up to other people and I also feel like they're like in the in the I've seen this in the Christian world like with other believers that like a lot of people have kind of dropped the facade that they are a perfect person and I think that has really really helped um because I think the pandemic and like I said other things like we've just had to see ourselves and our faith for what it really is. And, like, we've had to address certain things. And I think a lot of Christians who maybe thought that they had a good relationship with God, like, all of a sudden, you know, they are questioning certain things or they're just, um, they're owning up to the fact that, like, 
they're not perfect as well, if that makes sense. And so I feel like because of everything, conversations have gotten a, a, a lot easier and, um, or, for sure. and, and I think with social media too, like there's there for the longest time, there was just, just this pressure to be that perfect person. Um, and I think we're all kind of tired of that right now. <laughs> so I think so too. We yeah. need more authenticity and you yeah. are definitely tapping into that. So I'm so happy that you have this podcast. I have one last question for you before we end sure. this podcast. And I did not send this to you. So um, oh, okay. Put me on the spot. All right. I literally, I just, I just thought of this. Um, so what would you, what advice would you give or how would you encourage other people who share the same faith as me when it comes to sharing their faith with people or like, um, giving people the space to do that? Like, do you have any encouragement? Do you have any advice? Because I've never been on the other side. Like, I mean, I was raised in a Christian household and faith has always been like a part of my life since I can literally remember. Um, so I've never really been on the other side of it, of, of someone who doesn't have faith or maybe just is figuring it out. Like, what would you say to Christians if they feel the need to share their faith with someone who doesn't believe the same thing? Wow, this is a really good question. You really got me, girl. Wow. Okay. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind for me is don't assume that they believe in the same way that you do, because I often find that when people are kind of cornered with that question or uh, or a statement, they're like, oh, yeah, yep, mm-hmm, and they shake their head, and it's like you're, like, agreeing to something that you don't necessarily believe in because you think that bringing it up is gonna bring conflict right like I I feel like we were all told as kids like don't bring up religion or politics it's a terrible idea and that's I feel like that's really changed now Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah don't assume that they believe in the same way that you do and, and maybe ask you know ask what do you believe or how do you believe what you believe or you know and and just ask questions and and learn more about it before you know, making a judgment if they don't believe in the same way that you do. Like, it doesn't mean that they believe in anything that's going to hurt you or hurt anyone else or anything like that. But I know, again, I know it's hard to kind of, to kind of make those decisions and do those things. Um, my next tip would be get to know the person. Um, this kind of piggybacks off of the first tip, but get to know the person and get to know who they really are. Uh, because I, again, I have had conversations with Kate where she has straight up told me like, you embody all of the values of a Christian. You just don't label yourself as a Christian. And that was like really healing for me to hear Mm -hmm. because like for so long I've labeled myself as a bad person because I don't believe in exactly the same way that everyone else does. And like, it was so black and white when we were kids and we were growing up and it's like, either believe in God or you're a bad person. And like, that's, I just don't think that's true. I mean, I know it's not true. Um, obviously. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So get to know the person and just create a space for that person to ask questions and um, discuss things and talk about their upbringing and talk about, uh, learn why they feel the way that they do. And, and I really think that that will go so much farther than pushing any narrative or any faith on anyone. And I can speak to that because, you know, Kate and some of our other friends have really allowed me the space to do that by just letting me talk and letting and asking questions and getting to know more. And, and that has really made all the difference. Mm. 
Oh, girl, I love that so much. And I definitely encourage any listeners um, right now, if, if you grew up in a, you know, in a pressuring environment to just be kind of like a Bible thumper, <laughs> whether you realize it or not, like, I would really encourage you to take to heart what Holly said, um, because I have personally, like, I've been, I, I've done both things. I've pressured people and I've seen them run very far away from me and from faith and everything else. And and then I've also seen the opposite where, you know, with us, us in our relationship and, um, you know, just other friends of mine that when I do those things, when I, when I give space, um, I, that's overall, I, I believe the best, you know, the best thing to do. And when it comes down to it, you are a person, Holly. And like, I, I had to learn this, um, in my journey in the last few years is that even if someone doesn't share the same faith as me or the exact same faith or, or practice it the same way or whatever, they're still human and they still, you know, you're still human and you still deserve to be accepted and loved for who you are and not for, you know, your belief, just your beliefs or your struggles or imperfections or whatever. So, I'm, I appreciate that so much. I feel like I really needed to hear that. Thank you. Well, I, like, like I said in my introduction, um, I just, like, you have played, you've played a huge part in my faith journey, whether you know it or not, um, and I have had a lot of questions answered, and I've just learned a lot from you as well, so I appreciate you, and I, I just appreciate all the conversations that we've had over the years, um, and yeah, I'm so excited that we finally did a podcast together. Me too. Oh my God. We push this back so much and it's like just because <laughs> our lives have been a little bit crazy, but yes. I'm, so I'm so happy to hear that. I feel like I didn't actually know that I played that big of a part in it and that like I was one of the first people that you like really opened up to and like, I don't know, like that that was like a pivotal mo moment in your faith journey. So that makes yep. me feel so good. And I I'm happy that I was able to be that person for you and Hopefully, I can continue to be that person for other people, too. It's yes. like, you know, also giving you guys the space and the time to grow as people and, and also, you know, checking myself and calling myself out of, like, you know, don't judge people because they're strong in their faith. I mean, I think we're all guilty of that at, at some, in yeah. some degree of, like, oh, no, like, these people do this or A, B, and C. Like, they're going to push their religion on me. And, like, that's not always true. And, and just, you know... So the people who, you know, maybe believe in a different way, like, just don't, don't judge, you know, ask questions and, and let people show you who they are and, and provide a space for them to grow as well, because we're all growing. We're all just trying to figure stuff out in life. So, mm -hmm. oh, what a perfect ending to the podcast. Well, thank you, Holly. I appreciate you for you. coming on here and sharing your story and your beliefs. And is there anything, any last comments or anything that you want to say to our listeners? Okay. What I would say is don't give up on yourself or your journey in faith because I have wanted to give up so many times because I've tried to figure it out over and over and over again. Like, why don't I feel the same way that other people do? Why can't I believe in the same way that other people do? And really what I just needed to do was give myself the time and the space to just grow through it and figure it out. And I know that there will be a time in my life where I will feel 
more clarity around those things. And that is on no one's timeline but my own. So my advice would be don't give up and you will find something that will work for you, whatever it is, and just keep going. Don't give up because there's something out there for you. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, thanks, girl. And thank you. Hopefully we'll do another podcast soon in the future. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really hope that this episode enlightened you and encouraged you somehow. So while Holly and I don't share the same faith, and I'm hoping we do one day, I learned to accept Holly for who she was. Growing up, I was conditioned to basically force people to accept the gospel and get them to come to our specific church. I always felt in my spirit that that wasn't right. I've always been a people person, and the friends that I have seen genuinely accept Jesus, I actually had to have a friendship with first. Now, I'm not saying that the gospel isn't powerful or that strangers can't accept Jesus, but evangelism has looked a little differently in my life. It's looked like me telling my story and not sugarcoating anything. It's looked like me being a genuine friend and caring about my friends, whether or not they say, share the same faith as me. In scripture, we see that Jesus ate with people who didn't necessarily believe in him yet. I believe we are to follow that model. We don't need to live our lives the same as others, but we are called to show them the love of Christ. Sometimes that doesn't mean shoving scripture in their faces. Sometimes it just looks like listening and inwardly praying for them. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the content. Make sure to subscribe and always feel free to reach out to me on social media. And if you know someone who'd also like this podcast, share it with them. I hope this podcast inspires you to live and speak more authentically as well.